You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to OnlyFans Q&A Live, a question and answer show exclusive to OnlyFans and Miami Dolphins Discord server. Now here's your host, Alf. And we're on and this is OnlyFans Q&A Live, the only show that we do on a Discord and members of that Discord get to participate in. Uh, if you want to become a member of that Discord, all you got to do is go to discord.gg forward slash OnlyFans. And you can sign up there for $3 a month. All right, so everybody spoke today. Uh, Mike McDaniel's becoming a star before our very eyes on on Hard Knocks. What an episode that was. Uh, it was gut-wrenching. Uh, news of, of Jalen Phillips had his surgery. Now, uh, he was... Um, and I think that's the wrong guy to ask, by the way, Mike McDaniel, about what kind of surgery he had. But Mike McDaniel, I guess, said, "Oh, yeah, I guess he had the conventional kind, which would kind of make sense. He's a he's a young guy, you know, and you don't need to expedite his return to to the team, you know. He's not like a, a desperate forty year old trying to, you know, come back in Aaron Rodgers. He's a twenty five year old that has a long career in front of him, you know. He could go a little bit more conventional method, which is a good thing." Um, so I guess Hal Habib asked the question and he kind of got a, like a non-answer kind of quote, but you know, Mike McDaniel just said, Oh, I think it's the standard kind. I don't think it was very clear. We'll learn more about it the next few days, including who actually performed the, the, the surgery. So that's important. Um, JPP, Jason Pierre Paul is a Miami dolphin. I don't have his number. And I have been looking to try to confirm that, and I don't have a confirmation yet on his number. Maybe somebody in the chat will have it. If he's going to wear 90, then I guess he's going back to his roots. I think that was uh, his first number, wasn't it? So that's pretty cool. Another 90 in Dolphin history, Marco Coleman. Right. Anybody else remember any other 90s? That was a giant number. So, any other 90s? Marco Coleman? Ch- 
Charles Harris. Somebody puts Charles Harris to Jesus. <laughs> yeah. All right. We got our first injury report, which is kind of important uh, for the week. And it's a laundry list on the Dolphins. Uh, we'll go over it, you know, uh, rather quickly. Uh, Tua was fulls, uh, full participation with a right arm laceration. He's on the injury report for the first time this season. Um, a bunch of guys limited for one thing or the other. I do expect every single one of them to play. Chris Brooks. Now, are they inactive? Possibly. Chris Brooks is off of IR, and his 21-day window is is activated. So Chris Brooks is limited. Now, as far as guys that could be inactive on this list, it could be Chase Claypool. But all these guys were limited. Uh, Robert Jones also could be inactive, but all of these guys were limited. Connor Williams, Durham Smythe, Robert Jones, Alec Ingold, Robert Hunt. Uh, that's one to monitor, by the way, going forward. Blake Ferguson, first time on the injury report, the long snapper, uh, ankle issue. Uh, Chase Claypool, Bradley Chubb, Elijah Campbell, Chris Brooks, Teron Armstead. You know, when is he not? Uh, Devon Achan, that one's another one to, to monitor. Out of all those guys, the most consequential guys that you'd like to see back into the lineup is Devon Achan, for fantasy purposes as well. And Robert Hunt, because you want to, you want to start building some continuity on that offensive line, man. I don't, you know, I'm not. For, I understand that it's been working so far this year, but I, I, you know, I'm I'm almost done with the with the musical chairs on the offensive line. It's time to start building a little continuity. I would prefer. And I know it's not the last month of the season. It's not the last four games. But I'd prefer if we have a static line, meaning we have the same five starters for the last month of the season, the last four games. Have the same five starters headed into the playoffs. You want to start building some continuity, some rapport. Uh, DMPs, Tyreek Hill, ankle, uh, vet rest day. That's nothing to worry about. Javon Holland, uh, knees, DMP. Uh, he's too busy doing interviews. He, he's pretty much everywhere. He was on with Mike Florio. Great interview with Mike Florio, by the way. Uh, Mike Florio did a nice job with him. Uh, he was also on with Hawk and Crowder, his usual guest spot. And I think he was on with Good Morning Football as well. So was Raheem Mostert, who is also ankle, knee, DMP, getting treatment. Vet rest day. Kendall Lamb is back. Uh, yeah, I guess he wrenched his back and warm-ups against the Jets. And then he had a heating pad on the sidelines, and then he was pressed into action. Uh, threw a pretty good block at the end. As far as the Washington Commanders, their injury list, uh, it's short. You have three DMPs, you have a guy limited. Alex Arma, fullback, hamstring, limited. James Smith-Williams, defensive end, hamstring, DNP. That's non-consequential. Tyler, Tyler Larson, uh, the center knee DNP Emmanuel Forbes elbow DNP. He did not play this past week. Emmanuel Forbes is the guy who's always been interesting to me because I liked him more than most coming out of the coming out in the draft. I had him uh, higher rated than most. He's had a fabulous rookie campaign. He's a bright spot on what's been kind of a dim season for the Commanders. So. Uh, him not playing, he gambles a ton, but I think, uh, he plays, it'll be interesting to watch him against Tyreek Hill and, and 
Jalen Waddle, he is not afraid. He is not the afraid sort. I like him a lot. I think he's going to be a really good player going forward. But this does not bode well for him that he's not practicing as of yet with the commanders. Maybe they're 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 taking their time because they kind of know, look, you know, the writing's on the wall, season's kind of done. Why are we going to risk our rookie, you know, any further? So, yeah, uh, that's an interesting one. Not that he could shut down Tyreek or Waddle, but it would have been fun to watch. Um, weather for Sunday, uh, the weather actually becomes, starts to become a little factor. You, start, you have to start watching it. Uh, had we played this game on Tuesday, good Lord, it was 30 degrees, snow flurries, wet, slushy weather. It was a disaster. But good thing is that they were not playing the, this game yesterday. They're playing it on Sunday. And it's looking like it's 56 to 58 degrees, possibly. Chance of precipitation, but it's lowering by the day. As of right now, you know, we're like four days out almost. It's about what? Let me check. 32% to 34%. Lowered by mid-afternoon to 24%. So it's improving. Uh, Weather's not going to be a factor. Um, Besides, Miami's run game. Should be able to control this game against this team, especially on the perimeter. All right, uh, now is when we get to your questions. Uh, First man up, as I bring you up, identify yourself for the listening audience. Hey, uh, Scuba Pags here. Um, How's it going, Alf? Great. Um, So Jason Pierre-Paul. Uh, what, what what do you think of the signing? You might have mentioned something on OnlyFans uh, when it happened, but what, what what was your what's your overall feeling on it? I think it's the best they could have done. Uh, I was advocating also for Melvin Ingram, but I understand you know why would you would want Jason Pierre-Paul? He actually played a football game last week. Uh, size is also an issue when you lose Jalen Phillips. You're also losing some size uh, as far as setting the edge against the run. So you want to gain that back. They get that back with Jason Pierre-Paul. He's 6'5", 275. He's a big dude. Okay, He's actually a little bit you know, bigger than Jalen Phillips. So you're getting that back. Um, I like it. Now, it's, you know, is he going to play 40, 50 snaps a game in, like Jalen Phillips? No. I think that's uh, – Jalen Phillips is getting replaced essentially by three guys. Okay, He's getting replaced by Andrew Van Ginkle in most pass rush downs. He's getting replaced by Jason Pierre-Paul on most off-downs, meaning like second and long or so when they were trying to get a breather for somebody. And he's getting replaced in the balance of the snaps by Emmanuel Ogba, who's going to be pressed into action. He's getting paid enough. It's about time that he starts producing for this team. So uh, I would say that, you know, if you're going to put a snap count on Jason Pierre-Paul, I would say 10 snaps a game is what you're looking at going forward, which is not a little, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's not a lot either, but it's, you know, it's consequential. So that's how they're going to seek to replace Jalen Phillips. And in the meantime, um, Andrew Van Ginkle in the interior is probably a thing of the past, although they might, they might even employ him and Emmanuel Ogba together at the same time. So it's going to be interesting to watch, but I would look for Emmanuel Ogba's snap count to probably on average, triple from where it was before. Van Ginkle stays pretty much the same with a slight uptick. 
And Jason Pierre-Paul grabs about 10 snaps a game going forward. And I think he'll play uh, this week. Like, why not? He played last week for the Saints. So he's in game shape. It's uh, it's it's interesting that you say that, uh, because that's like I was I was thinking like, you know, theoretically like for me, I think Andrew Van Ginkle is is best when he's coming off the edge, and so for me like I wouldn't even have thought like it's super vital to to sign somebody, you know, um, you know right right away because I I can kind of like give give AVG the 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 fair bulk of those missing snaps, but. Vic Fangio seems to love the idea of him playing inside. Um, and, and he has, he has gotten better since like that, that chargers game. Um, so I, I, I mean, I don't know to me, he's still like, a, he's more of an edge player, but I was, I was thinking like, they'll probably sign somebody because Agba can't replace all of that all on, on himself. It's, I, I agree with you. It's, it's going to be a combination of the three. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I I just like Agba's got to play with his hand in the dirt too. It's it's not like they they should go back to using him um, like they did a few years ago where where he's standing up because I didn't like him in that role at all. Mm, yeah, I tend to agree. Yeah, he hasn't taken to the system at all. Uh, but he's he can still play football, right? Like he's still a football player, and he's still, no, yeah, and he's still drawing all these checks, right? So absolutely, absolutely, but it's 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 less so of like you know like the the positions they play and and more so of like how how they're being used. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, but I do believe I think I got it right though. I think that that's how they're going to replace Jalen Phillips. I think that's where the snap count's going to go. You know, I think they're going to count on Emmanuel Ogbo a little bit here. Um, you know, uh, we know his versatility. They're just going to have to adapt the system a little bit. There, there's certain roles that he's just not good at, okay? Uh, right. When they're in those eagle fronts and he's the fifth guy on the edge, might as well have Andrew Van Ginkle in that role, okay? Because that's not him. That's not who he is because he doesn't stack and shed in space as well as Van Ginkle could on the edge. Right. Okay? In fact, I don't think he does as good as uh, JPP does out on the edge, out in space. So you're right. He has to have his finger. He has to have his hand in the dirt for for the most part, but he is going to have to be counted on to do more things. Uh, his versatility, as far as a, a rusher, as a look, we never saw Jay, uh, We never saw Jalen Phillips rush too much as a three tech, and we know he can't be blocked as a three tech. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was coming. We know Emmanuel Agba can rush as a three tech. Okay, I go back to last year's game against Buffalo. That was the best game Emmanuel Ogba has played as a Miami Dolphin. He could not be blocked. He was being played as a five-tech. He was played a little wide, and then he was being rushed as a three-tech against Josh Allen. And he was a problem. He was getting his hands up uh, in the passing lanes. Uh, remember, a couple of years ago, he got paid off of nine pass defenses. So you know he could, be, he could affect the passing game more than just you know, getting pressures and getting sacks. So I think they got to feed into they, they got to dig into that versatility and play him in some of those roles where we've saw him excel. You know, uh, it's time to adapt. Yeah. The, it's time to adapt the scheme a little bit to the players because, you know, quite frankly, you have a guy that you need and you're paying enough to. 
that. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a great player. We we know he's a great player. He's kind of become an afterthought um, this season because he, he's you know barely barely gotten off the bench. But he's we know he's a great like the dude wears ninety one right after Cam Wake left. Right, like I think I think he was still like wasn't he still playing with the with the Titans or something? It was very fresh, and we didn't even mind that much. That's like the guy's been. A fantastic sign, maybe one of the best free agent signings from the Brian Flores, uh, Chris Greer uh, years. But uh, yeah, there's there's no no doubt. Like I think people have kind of like for, forgotten he's maybe become an afterthought because we haven't seen him, and you know, out of sight, out of mind. But. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You know, when this guy was getting, you know, a, a, a good number of snaps, he was good. He was effective. Oh, I completely agree. Uh, yeah. I, I, and I do I do expect him to play uh, a lot more. Uh, like I said, I, I think his snap count triples uh, this weekend. Uh, you got anything else? Uh, uh, yeah. Um, you mentioned, um, you know, a couple of times this year like you know that Washington game is not going to be you know an easy one with the way everything is like kind of shaken out and the where they stand today do you still like feel that way because I've seen a lot of talent leave that roster I'm with you man Uh, you you get rid of Montez Sweat and Chase Young like I was making my declaration based on a team that was running the football you know with Brian Robinson who's a sledgehammer a team that was finding ways to get to the play-action game with Terry McLaurin, and then had a defensive line which was, in my opinion, the most talented defensive line in football. Once you have Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen up the middle, who both, in my opinion, both are top 10 defensive tackles. Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen. And then Montez Sweat, who is one of my favorites, and Chase Young, who's having a monster year all of a sudden again uh, when he goes to the 49ers. You know, go figure. You know, I figured that's a team that was going to be dangerous. And you've seen them be really, really dangerous against teams like the Eagles this year. So, yeah, I expected this game to be a tough one. I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park. But, man, did the competition soften or what? You know, and they just fired Jack Del Rio, so we don't even know what to expect from their defense. We know that Ron Rivera is going to take over duties there. Uh, I don't know what that entails, really. It's just a change, I guess, in philosophy. But, uh, yeah, this this opponent has softened considerably since uh, I spoke about this matchup, which was about 
before the deadline, before they traded away both defensive ends, they're soft on the edge, really soft on the edge. You could run on them outside, and let's face it, no pass rush, big two of numbers. Big two of numbers, big point total. Big point total, big Dolphin win. That's kind of how I see it. All right, let me get into these questions. We got plenty in the chat. All right, first question. If Rob Hunt comes back this week, do you think they'll let Eichenberg compete with Cotton for the left guard spot? Or will they not want to put another position on his plate? I think they're liking what they're getting from Eichenberg at pretty much every position right now. So it stands to reason he's going to compete at left guard. Don't forget Robert Jones. That's a guy who they had tabbed as the starter. But they really like all three guys. Okay, They like Lester Cotton. They think that there's something there going forward. And when I say going forward, it's not for the next five, six, or seven weeks. I'm talking about going forward as in the next two or three years. So uh, they like Lester Cotton. Uh, They like what they saw from him in camp. They like what they see from him now. I understand he's had some bad spots, and I didn't like a couple of his games. Uh, I thought he was bad against the Eagles. Uh he wasn't all that great against the Jets. He had some good moments against the Jets, but well, he wasn't great. Uh, but they like him. So we're going to be in a spot here soon when Robert Jones is completely healthy. where And, of course, Robert Hunt returns, which is the premise of the whole question. We're going to be in a spot here where they're going to like all three left guards vying for that spot. All right, next question. It feels like we're seeing more 12 men on the field penalties recently. How does that ever happen with an NFL team? Why isn't there an assistant ball boy tasked with counting them? They do. The, they have that. Okay. They have someone on get back duty, what, not this. Yeah, they, they have somebody that is responsible for, for counting stuff like that. The reason it's happening more is because referees are incompetent. And it is that simple. They're supposed to traffic a lot of things. They're supposed to police a lot of things. And teams sometimes substitute late. And it could be something as simple as a referee is noti- is making a note from the previous series and he doesn't look up and somebody shuffles somebody into the, the, the huddle and all of a sudden now you have a disbalance on both teams and then it's caught and then there's a penalty. So, you know, referees have to be standing over the ball to make sure that substitutions are made and that the defense is allowed to counter. Uh, so most of that is on the referees, believe it or not. Next question. Do you think we'll start seeing Alec Ingold? By the way, this guy calls him Alex Ingold, and that's Brian Meinhart. His name is Alec Ingold. Involved more in the passing game. He seems like a weapon McDaniel may start to use in crucial games down the stretch. Depends on what kind of personnel they're facing. Like if they're pay- facing a little bit more conventional personnel, possibly. Uh, they're facing a lot of big nickel, possibly. They're facing base nickel. They're just going to try to punish those formations with the run game. Um, have you noticed I haven't thrown a wheel route to Alec Engel yet this season? And they threw like five or six last year. Um, next question. How much does Jalen Phillips' injury affect the trajectory of this defense? And what do you envision JPP's role on the team? Does he surpass Ogba on the depth chart? The answer to that last question is no. Uh, how does it affect the trajectory of this defense? I don't think it affects it too much. Uh, you're losing an extraordinary player, but you're not losing the entire scheme. You play defense with players. If you don't believe me, watch what the Cincinnati Bengals have done the last two, three years. 
they got maybe three desirable players on that t- entire team. One of them is always injured, which is their shutdown corner, um, Awuzier. Uh, they have the end, who everybody likes, uh, Hendrickson. Um, they got Hilton, who's a really good nickel back. Other than that, they lost both safeties this past season. Okay, they're not a star-laden team. DJ Reader, like DJ Reader, lost. You know, DJ Reader left his best football in in Houston like four years ago. Okay, uh, that's not a talent-laden team. But the last two years, whenever it's counted, they've come up huge against really, really good offenses. So, are they star? You know, are they a star-laden team? No. Are they loaded with talent? No. But they play a good scheme. They play good together. And that's what Miami plans on doing down the stretch. Although they're going to do it a little bit different. They're going to do it with a ton of talent. So I don't think it affects the trajectory at all. As far as JPP's role, I already, I already mentioned, I think it's going to be about 10 snaps a game. It's going to be consequential, though. He's going to play some some downs. Uh, somebody, uh, this is not a question. This is more like a statement. I think they should run a walkout with Mostert and A-Chan. Uh, yeah, I can see it. Absolutely. Uh, predict what week Miami clinches the division, somebody says. Well, it's pretty simple. They have a magic number of four, which means any combination of Bills losses and Miami wins, that total four, and Miami is the AFC East division champion. So I think the Bills lose to the Chiefs. Miami wins three in a row. They clinch against the Jets in three weeks. Okay, I think they should run a while. Okay, somebody mentions and said Wilson as the QB. Like You got too many people in there already. Okay. Uh, it's you have to have two tight ends, one wide receiver. Uh, you can have the quarterback out wide, but if not, you can have two running backs. Uh, assuming Miami gets a two to four seed, which team competing for a wild card would be the most desirable matchup? Which would be the least desirable matchup? The least desirable matchup is the Houston Texans because they don't know what they don't know, and those teams are dangerous. Okay, most desirable matchup, the Steelers. They suck. Like, yeah. Dolphins win by multiple touchdowns against the Steelers if they face them in the playoffs. Uh, next question, uh, who would you give the NFL's version of the six-man award to on the Miami Dolphins to this point of the season? You're talking about a guy that comes off the bench? It has to be Andrew Van Ginkle, right? <laughs> like, you know, he wasn't a confirmed starter uh, while Jalen Phillips was was healthy. Uh if we're going to bring in nickelbacks, Cater Kohu was a hell of a nickelback, so he's important. Uh, on offense, man, Berrios, River Craycraft, those guys fit the bill. So, yeah, that's where I would go. Uh, and, and somebody asking about the two to four C, which team is if competing for a walkout would be most desirable, uh, most difficult. Uh, somebody asked, and how likely is the answer to change over the next five weeks? I don't think it's likely to change at all. Uh, I think. It's not that you want to avoid the Houston Texans. It's just that those teams tend to be dangerous. Teams that don't know what they don't know, you know, they're not. They don't know that they're supposed to just get hammered week one in the wild card round. You know, they think they think they can compete. You know, and they they got a young hot quarterback. Yeah, that thing. You know, that could be tough. Steelers, they're just not good. Uh, another question: Is there any updates? On Isaiah Wen, Omar said he's done for the year, but I hadn't heard that. Uh, you actually heard that he was done for the year, very likely done for the year on on our own podcast. 
the prognosis for him with his injury was a little bit uh, longer than most. And I already said, look, they have three guards that they kind of like at left guard. So it stands to reason, man, they're not going to use one of those spots to designate him to return. Especially when they only have one left. With Brooks being one of those guys that just got brought back. Uh, somebody, was, I guess this is another statement. Uh, this, uh, he said, I was talking to my wife about this last night. Miami two seed, Ravens four seed, top three seeds win. We have a second home game against the Jags, Ravens. Upset the Chiefs AFC Championship game. Home game. This is a, I don't know. I don't know what the hell he's saying. I guess if you get the two seed, you're on, you're at home for the first two rounds. And then you could upset the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game in the Arrowhead Invitational. You know, it'd be a shame if Patrick Mahomes is going to be in what year five thousand of his career and he still hasn't played a road playoff game. How about we make him go on the road for the first time of his career in the playoffs? How about we do that? You know, how about win them all? Do that. If you win them all, I'm pretty certain you get the one seed. All right. Uh, yeah, it was confirmed already. Uh, JPP's wearing 90. Uh, somebody mentioned Eric Kumaro wore 90. Charles Harris. Oh, my God. Um, uh, somebody, another another uh, statement. I don't think Armstead makes it four games in a row. Okay. Uh, thank you for consulting your crystal ball. Uh, somebody mentioned Scanina, 90. Yeah, absolutely. There's a few more. What number was Chuck Limbaugh? Hmm. I don't remember Chuck Limbaugh's number. 99. So Damn. So he had Jason Taylor's number before Jason Taylor. Nice. All right. Just a couple more questions. Um, let me see. Uh, somebody says, who is Alex? Yeah, we're, we, we fixed that. It's Alec Engel. I was saying Ravens beat them in Arrowhead and we end up with a home game for the AFC championship. Yes, that that's entirely possible when you get the two seed. That's what I keep saying, man. The two seed is extremely desirable. You know why? It's pretty simple. If you get the three seed, which is not the two seed. We already know that the one seed, no matter what, everybody's coming to your place, right? But if you get the two seed, you know, the only thing the one seed have has over the two seed is that the one seed gets the buy, right? But the two seed guarantees that the first two games come through your place, which theoretically you're getting essentially a pass into the AFC championship game till you have to go on the road. But, if somebody upsets that one seed, you stay home throughout. So, yeah, that two seed is important. And when you're comparing the two seed or the three seed and you make it to that last game of the season and you might have to beat Buffalo to get the two seed or if you rest players, you get the three seed, you might think, ah, who cares, just rest players. No, no, it's important. Because if you have that three seed and you win wild card weekend, guess what? You're on the road, the divisional round, to the two seed. So, yes, you want the two seed. You want to be you want to be seated as high as possible. Now, is there a big difference between the three seed and the four seed? Not much. Not much. You know. So, if 
you're locked in into the three or the four seed the last weekend of the season, you might want to rest players. You know, it's just not that important. All right, uh, last two questions. Designated to return slots aren't used until the player is put back on the 53. Yes, we understood that. Uh, and also, if, if you do travel that third game, you just played two at home. I have no travel lag. Yes, that's also true. All right, we're going to call it right here. If you want to participate on OnlyFans Q&A Live every single week, and we do this every Wednesday after Tua Tungvaloa speaks to the media. If you want to participate, you have to become a member of OnlyFans. And to become a member of OnlyFans, you have to go to discord.gg forward slash OnlyFans. And you can sign up there for $3 a month. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to OnlyFans Q&A Live. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.